the microphone. Or forever hold your peace. <laughs> or be a dog. Or be a dog. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Did I not love you enough today? <laughs> Sasha stares meaningfully at me for some reason. Okay. So I'm just going to keep petting her while we begin this journey. <laughs> well, that, that's fair because we are here in the, the fairy tale menagerie, menagerie with your hosts samantha figueroa and jess mcdonald woot, woot, woot. yeah it's been a it's been a long week it has and it's only wednesday that's uh, okay that's right but we have some very exciting news we yes. have our first uh patreon patron um so thank you to you you yes. know who you are i didn't double check with you if it was okay to use your name so i'm not going to just a big old thank you 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 know yes and send us uh the address you would like us to send your prize to that means we have four more golden tickets no um we have these cute <laughs> little like gift bags with handmade will of the wisp magnets and a bit of treasure um reminiscent of our pirate princess and ogrelet story and yes uh that's part of our promotion for our first five uh patreon subscribers so heck yeah so get out there and and add yourself in so you can get presents and on top of all of the extra content you'll get and early access yes heck yeah all righty so i think that's yeah that's about the only bit of business that's all the housekeeping we got so uh, everything on my computer wants to restart and it just needs to wait until tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> That's just how that goes. Woohoo! So, <laughs> <laughs> we just, we have the little monster. Sasha's just right there getting her neck massaged and Puck's over here eating his feet. Always eating Don't the feet. Don't eat your feet. Don't know. He got so mad at me yesterday for stopping him from eating his feet that he literally started growling at me and then just stared at me from the other side of the room. I just like how he cozies up to me to do it. Like he cozies up. He he becomes this little heater. I think he figured out that I like the cuddles and the little heater bit. And he thinks I'm not going to stop him. Don't. And he thinks I'm going to like, I don't know, let him continue to lick his toes in exchange for doggy body heat. Which like... I do let it carry on a little bit longer when I get the body. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not entirely wrong, but he's also not correct. <laughs> it's just one of those. Um. So, yeah, yes. we should begin. We should. We should. So, I think I'm going first this week. And as we're getting closer to Halloween and feeling all the spooky vibes. And I haven't done a creature in an L.A. minute. Yeah, it's been a while. So I read this really cool article over the weekend that's not letting me scroll to the top so I can tell you. Oh, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Okay. <laughs> Here it is. Um, it's called A Brief History of Trolls from the FolkloreThursday.com by Dr. Bren Gazur. Um, it's actually from a couple years ago. Uh, but what was really cool is going over um, kind of just different trolls in the history, they're very popular in Norway and other parts of S- Scandinavia. This is hilarious because I almost did trolls. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so funny. Something told me not to do it this week, and I'm so glad that that little voice said that. This is amazing. All right, let's it's go. Just, it's just our telepathy. Getting, <laughs> I've, I've been saying it a lot more over the past like month, but our telepathy is almost at scary level you do like we can almost just sense where the other one is in space time 
<laughs> All right. So I, I kept it pretty general because I want you guys to know I did do my homework and I did read this article. <laughs> But all the finer points have escaped me. <laughs> so they, they bring up Pier, uh, Pier Gint, which uh, uh, is where In the Hall of the Mountain King comes from. It's one of my favorite classical pieces. It's so short and it starts out so quiet that the only way to listen to it is on a huge stereo system cranked all the way up <laughs> until it gets so freaking loud. Everything around you is reverberating. But it is like the only way to listen to the song. I think we know what the cause of the earthquakes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I had that sound system, it would be the cause of the earthquakes. Unfortunately, until we have some more Patreon support. Shameless plugs. <laughs> you got it here first. Uh, yeah, we can't quite afford that stereo system. But if anyone has interest in this experiment, <laughs> hop onto that Patreon. So... So Pier Gint, Pier Gint is also just kind of fascinating on its own. It's the, it's this Bildungsroman story. Um, I remember it was one of the lectures uh, from the great courses that my mom got as part of our homeschooling was uh, to have us listen to these. And so Pier Gint was one of them. And he goes over the whole play. And this poor girl, like, w- like kind of chills and waits for him to figure his shit out. And he goes like cavorting with the trolls and goes off on all these crazy adventures. And um, and then he comes back and he's like, oh, I've loved you this whole time. And she goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> Welcome home. About fucking time. And it was just, just even as a young girl, I was like, that doesn't sit well with me. But that's also kind <laughs> of badass. Like, yes. Um. So the way this uh, doctor has translated in this article is they ask uh, a question of what's the difference between a man and a troll. And the king says um, the difference between a troll and a man is. Oh. Oh, we go through the whole article. One moment, please. Well, the version I remember is man says to thine own self be true. And trolls say, to thine own self be enough, is, is the version I remember. Um, according to this article, it says, out there where sky shines, humans say, to thine own self be true. In here, trolls say, be true to yourself and to hell with the world. Well, one's a lot nicer than the other. Yeah, I mean, my only thing is, like, you just added to hell with the wor- world and, and moved the words around. Because to thine own self be true is still, you have to be true or truthful to yourself like it, right. it's still knowing who you are and and facing yourself right unless i do like the other one better yeah like a, unless there's a bit of a nuance that i'm missing this particular right. translation to me i'm like well it just sounds like they just added to hell with the world on there right it um, just sounds like attack on more than a, a play on it right whereas with the other one where it was like to your own self be enough it the uh, my remembering of this lecture long ago the point if memory serves is that um he's basically trying to run away from the responsibility of growing up right it's another kind of version of peter pan where and with the trolls it's just like hey yeah we just say be enough like right which is a much nicer motto in some ways (laughs) (laughs) yeah um 
But then later when he kind of runs back through his adventures going backwards, he starts to find that he wants a place to belong. And they're like, well, you didn't really even stick to our motto, which was pretty lackadaisical. So you can't (laughs) stay with us either. You can't sit with us. So bye. (laughs) Um, Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yeah. So the trolls actually come from are are related to the Jontunheim uh, races in the Norse mythology. Okay. So that was an, another thing I picked up out of this article that I thought was really interesting is there is something about trolls that goes way back. Okay. L- like, and um, so they're trans- fixture of the Scandinavian folk landscape as well that's also very true of um when my aunt carolyn went to norway they have trolls everywhere so she got these little troll statues i should still have my little guy somewhere he might actually be home i'm gonna have to fetch him the (laughs) next time i go to connecticut um but she gave us these little trolls and they're like ugly cute they've got the long noses and the little like chiclet teeth and (laughs) crazy hair but but they're also kind of cute. They're just really playful and, and mischievous. And that's the kind of thing that runs with trolls is they're they're sly but stupid. Um, they kind of run the gambit of being mischievous to being extremely dangerous. Um, they're known for dwelling under bridges, hiding in caves. Um, there's a really fun mockumentary called Troll Hunter. I was going to ask if you'd watched that. Yes. Or if I'd watched it together with you but i don't think i don't think so i think we talked about it yeah um we should watch it again it was so good like it was really fun the way they did the different trolls because you you do get a lot of different kinds you have some varying from looking pretty much human to some with super ugly long nose big big and broad and hunched over three heads even and and you get the ones that almost just look like mountains with somewhat facial features yeah and um and i think that's something that's really neat about trolls is they do they become a part of the landscape or maybe they always were a part of the landscape right. they have this really cool way of it's a very distinct creature. It's a very distinct personality. They're kind of other in a way. At the very least, they're not helpful. But at worst, they um, they will come in and, and be destructive. Right. We're in, in Hilda. Were they trolls? Isn't that the trolls were the one thing that everyone was afraid of? And she's like, oh, well, there's an oak thing and there's a this and there's a that. And everyone's kind of like, eh. But they were all like they all fully acknowledged the trolls. Right. Yeah. Because I think one gets in the school at one point. Too. Yeah. That's what it is. Because the, the town Trollberg. Yes. The town is yes. Trollberg and they're super anti-troll because of the invasions they used to have from them. That's right. right. Um, and another common thing is so we know the Billy Goat's gruff and, and that troll. Um, another common theme is trolls kidnapping children. Um, I think I distinctly remember somewhere it's like kidnap to gobble up, but I think there's also oh, I just definitely. kidnap to, I, I do believe there are also just kidnap and, and keep as trolls like Kristoff and, um, uh, Sven is the reindeer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Kristoff and Sven. Um, it was so funny watching Frozen because, like, my mind immediately was like, oh, well, they're kind of orf- orphaned. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to keep you. And then he's like, oh, this is my family. And then some article later was like, we don't know that he was an orphan. He was going with those other guys with the ice. And then she's like, cuties, I'm going to keep you. And then we just know that he grew up with them. And I was like, oh, yeah, he I got like snatched. That. <laughs> I like that version better. <laughs> 
I mean, they don't really say either way, so you can just kind of roll with that headcanon as long as you yep. want to. Um, that was another thing with the uh, with Frozen 2, going over the different uh, theories for what Frozen 2 would come along with. They're like, what if the trolls, what if they like really doubled down on them being the bad guys? Because they're like, there also is that lyric about like, get the fiancé out of the way. <laughs> yep. And they're just like... I do think they're going. I don't think they're going for that. It looks like they've oh, got they're a lot not, of other they're things going on. They're not malicious at all. No, but it is. But it is fun that even in that they they play with it. It's like I don't know. I don't see a ring. I see that. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. They they really play on the the kind of mischievous uh, part at least. Because I feel like a lot of modern versions of trolls, they're more just big stupid oafs that kind of screw everything up or like hurt people. A lot of mostly just hurting people and, and uh, operating on impulse. So it is nice when right. you get the sweeter, more mischievous ones. Because it's like, no, that is a big part of them. Right. And let me see. That's another thing that's interesting is some of the trolls, it just seems to be that they they lived in the mounds and they were just kind of away and other. Right. Um, but also, again, way back. And... Um, Let's see. We do have an account from Snorri Sturluson's 13th century Skaldskampermal. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that was right. <laughs> that was a perfect pronunciation. No corrections are needed. Um, but in this, that's from the 13th century. In this, he describes a meeting with a troll woman who describes herself the following way. This is great. And also a direct quote, including the sentence before that. Uh, they call me troll, gnar of the moon, giant of the gale blasts, curse of the rain hall, companion of the sibyl, night roaming hag, swallower of the loaf of heaven. What is a troll but that? That's so fun. That is so fun. I have fun. no idea what most of that means. Yeah, what is the loaf of heaven? I really want to know. <laughs> like, what? what is it? How do I get some? It sounds like really good bread. Swallower of the loaf of heaven... Um, I was trying to remember who Sybil was. Companion of the Sybil. I can't remember. I feel like an oracle of, of some kind. Like like the Sybil is a... a right. A, There's a character, a stock person I can't also think way of, back. I can't think of who. I really want to say some kind of oracle. And I just picture an oracle sitting there and a troll just kind of sitting next to her. Oh my gosh. Since we're on trolls... Why don't I tell you about the trolls I grew up with? <laughs> so we had like swamp way back in past the cornfield, which was behind the house I grew up in. And we, we created our own kind of troll lore. And when our neighbor um, Eric moved in and he used to live out here, he and his wife Jeannie went to like uh, UCLA. And oh, he loved encouraging our imaginations and everything else. He actually asked me to write out. And then once I start to write out, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's just so much. But he actually asked me to write out the lore that we had put into the forest and cornfield behind our house so that he could bring it in as an example for his students. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> that is so fun. Um, but so we had these trolls and it started out with um, a vegetarian troll hack because there's one. <laughs> we had all these trees that fell over and the roots spring up. So also like carrying on in this tradition, I didn't even realize I was carrying on in as a child we were going from the the um 
countryside around us, like like the fixtures in nature. Mm-hmm. And so these trees fell over and the roots would, would bring up all this dirt and stuff and kind of bend over. And it looked like you could kind of make a little hut under there in the swamp. And so the first one we had is we're like, okay, well, there is a dangerous troll and that's Gogroth. And, and he'll, he'll try to gobble us up. So we got to steer clear. <laughs> and, but then there was one tree that had like all these variations of moss and there was like, like just some more like bittersweet and pretty things just naturally growing around it. But it looked like someone made a moss garden of some kind because there were different varieties. They were in these cute little patches. And we're like, well, that's where Hackmatack the vegetarian troll is. <laughs> and he's our friend. And he loves Gogroth's sister, Gigglegroth, but she's into more manly trolls. And it's, <laughs> it's too bad. Um, so, and the cool thing about Gigglegroth's house is that there were these um, things growing, and I think I, I think I kept it, and I might still have it up in my room. But the reeds would grow, and these little vines would grow around them, and they looked like wands. So we were like, well, she grows magic wands, and then when they're ready, she clips them and and sells them. That's so uh, funny. To people. So, yeah, so we had those. And then we also have on the more human looking side for trolls are the um, the Huldra. Mm-hmm. And so these ones are my favorite because they're the hollowed back ladies. So they look in every way like a beautiful lady. They're also seductresses. They're 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 kind of sirens, but of the woods. And um, the cool thing is that in every way they look like a woman, except they will have a cow's tail or in. I want to say Sweden. It's a fox's tail. I like that one better. And the the other thing is, so they're they're always hiding the tail. They're also hiding their backs because they're hollowed out like old trees and they have like bark-like skin. And I actually did um, a photo shoot for Laura Underground and some of the pictures are, are up there too um, where I did a shoot and I, I got like a little costume together to kind of look like this old Norway uh <sighs> old Norway made and uh, we took some pictures like that and we got a couple like fun cutesy shots and then we got some shots with my back and then he took a picture of a um, a tree that had kind of been decomposed so it had the natural hollow and then he photoshopped it onto my back and it looked so cool um, I'd like to like update it and, and redo mm. it if anyone in LA has the photography skills and wants to help out um but yeah, so they have the hollow backs. Now, they could be very helpful, particular to charcoal burners. They would come along and they would watch the fires while the charcoal burners slept. Well, in that's exchange, very sweet. Yeah, in exchange for other like little offerings. Um, I think of like bread, milk, that, that sort of thing. Um, so food, yeah, that's yeah. fair. And so they had the, the Holdra, and then if she fell in love with a human man and wanted to be married as soon as she crossed the church her tail would fall off that's interesting right like like she wouldn't die but like her tail like she would just stop being a troll and be a person does well would her back still be hollow or would that close up I imagine it would close up but the tail is the one I more distinctly remember being the thing that they say would would like fall off um now the other interesting thing about that is similarly to some lore about mermaids too so the holdra are very pretty but the uh male equivalent are all very ugly and have long noses haha and that's kind of like where we get the long nose uh troll from which is just so funny because i'm picturing like 
Oh, I don't I don't want to be mean. I'm just picturing like odd couples yep. that people see and they're like, how did like Roger and Jessica Rabbit, or, you know, like where they're like, how did these two end up together? Well, why maybe is- the boy holders think that the girl holders are ugly. They're like, I don't know why you'd want to go around looking like a human. That's disgusting. Right. <laughs> maybe they just make each other laugh. I, I also don't- have to wonder if when the lady holder turns it like turns human mm-hmm. crossing the threshold of the church. Will her babies be half Huldra or will they just be full human? That's a very good question. Like, I wonder which, That's like, more it, does it still live in the DNA or is it just yeah. completely eradicated from the body? See, these are the fun things to think <laughs> about because what it is 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 a, a combining of the two things but acknowledging, but this one's better. Right. This one means it's good because, I mean, the, the trolls themselves, like, at best are others that are unhelpful but are bad entities kind of throughout right um which i think makes them really easy for it to be like hey bad entities can't enter here here's a safe space and also like practice this now (laughs) so so there's definitely a bit of the the trying to mingle the two things together um with the the onset of christianity areas but it does pose some really fun questions because i think it'd be really fun if if they were born and they had a tail and they're just like, I don't understand why. And she's like, shh. And they could just hang on to the tails. Oh, there was, um, oh, shoot. I'm going to have to look up the name of it. Um, but there was a, I, I'm pretty sure it was a Norwegian show. And it's, it's like a dark, uh, gritty mystery show. And I forget if it starts with the disappearance or not, but one of the girls, but trolls come in and and they like you get a certain part in and all the uh, bark is growing on people and weird shit's happening and and eventually you got to a point one time they they un open like a cloth and there's like a tail and I'm like I knew it was trolls <laughs> I knew if I hung in there <laughs> That's awesome. But it was really good and there's um there's and I'd have to watch again to get back to the place I was at because I, I think there was more more seasons, but I think I got to a spot where I couldn't get any more of them. Um, but there was one girl character in particular who was clearly, they were shaping up to be a Holder figure, and so she was like having these powers um, that were, of course, she's angry, an angry teenage girl, so they were going all over the place. Um, and so I didn't get to the part where we, if we figured out that she figured out she was related or how she was related to this world because, like I said, it was either the only season they had or the only season that was made at, at that point. Right. Skalroot? Something like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look it up. It was basically like Earth Earth Root or something like that, and it had to do with like the bark that was starting to, to grow on people and transform them. That's very interesting. I never heard of that one. Yeah. Now, let me see if I can get to. If I can get this thing to take my password and get to the part. Do, 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 do. Oh, it goes over in, in this article uh, from Folklore Thursday. It goes over again a little bit that tale of um, changelings stealing Christian children, changing with troll babies. Um, it also goes over that the idea of. Um, God came down to visit and Eve's like half my kids are dirty we're gonna hide them and so that's an idea of where trolls came from too um (laughs) there's a lot of that going around yeah there's just a lot of similar themes with the different creatures that each culture comes up with yeah okay here it is um 
so there was this one that got me on an interesting bit of speculation. So here, uh, I'm going to quote from this Folklore Thursday article. So what do we make of trolls? Are they giant ogres who grunt and drool, or are they dwellers of the ancestral forests whom it is possible to interbreed with? Do they live alone in burial mounds, or do they live in communities in the woods and forests and steal human children to raise as part of their family? And then it's got, like, the cutest little picture of, like, a troll family. Oh, they're adorable! (laughs) They're, like, ugly adorable, but adorable. I really like this one that's, like, all hair. Yep. And I can't tell if it's supposed to be, like, a human child on his lap because some of the people in the back have similar features. Yeah, I don't know. He's still kind of got the same smooshed up troll face going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, oh, got it. The trolls and the gnome boy. It's supposed to be a gnome boy. A gnome boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, 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 do. So one of the things that that... Your lost girl upstairs. <laughs> um, so one of the things that that got me rolling on was just uh, as... I was reading through this article and you guys should all go check it out. The brief history of trolls on folklore Thursday, uh, dot com. One of the things is just really pulling at how ancient the idea of trolls are and how far back it goes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me think of, um, a discovery channel special that I saw as a kid back when they still had all like the history and discovery stuff on there. And they were talking about, um, Neanderthals and I meant to look this up. I did it. Homo erectus? Yes. Okay. And they were talking about how for the longest time they thought they were two fully separate beings that did not slash could not interbreed. Right. And then they found a skeleton of one that clearly was a product of both. Mm Mm-hmm. And that just made me think about some of the things in this article that was talking about what was talking about there with the trolls. I'm like, what if there was something left over from like, oh, those Neanderthals over there? That really could be it, though. That does make sense. Because there are also actually uh, with all the DNA test things that we're doing, I actually know someone who knows what fraction of Neanderthal line she comes from. Um and she and she proudly states it too. She's like, "I'm this and this from Neanderthal," <laughs> and she's super smart too. Because I know we use Neanderthal as, as a oh yeah a I, term for. I don't think anyone thought you meant that no, that way. I just want to make sure it's super clear. Um, but so like we we do know like, and this was the huge discovery of the time, which is one of the things I loved about those shows and why it stinks. You can't go on and and find them in the same way anymore. Yeah, I mean, we also don't have cable. So they might well, yeah, still be like, there. <laughs> but like Discovery and History Channel turned into pawn ice road crab fishing truckers. No, yeah, that's true. Um, that is true. So it, it's just not the same as as this show where it was like, and here's this special about, and we discovered, and they would have all the reenactments, and they would kind of show them, like kind of eyeing the little, I think it was a Neanderthal lady too, and then it was like uh, the man, and they show a moment where like she's scared, and he just offers something to her. They like they made it look really like like primal, but also sweet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it it just reminded me of that. And I was like, what if trolls came out like by word of mouth, and then after a while, it just turned into and it's like, yeah, and Gunther over there is. <laughs> five-eighths neanderthal and that's why he lives on the hill over there and then after a while it was just like trolls they're all trolls 
Oh, know, that's that, funny. It was just kind of a fun little thought I had reading through. I was just like, what if it like actually came from someplace like that? Well, and it would make sense for some of the the facial features that they often get and basically just their overall bone structure unless you go to the ones where it's like they're literal mountains and rocks and stuff but right but some of the other depictions that does check out and you would like at that time because and i think if i'm remembering correctly another reason people were like oh well neanderthals and homo erectus couldn't have is because the homo erectus were doing more of the nomadic hunter-gatherer stuff and neanderthals were too but it was still like a little more I don't know. It's just a, a little more primal, I guess, and and they were sticking more into the forests and stuff too. So it just, to me, by the reenactment that I remembered from a kid and and from what they were saying, they could discover based on bones, teeth, and this new finding of this um, skeleton. Like it just seemed like it would totally check out for. Um, being a part of the forest not right a, a literal mountain but being a right. little more in the forest versus some of the same when settlers came in to to america and the native americans were running around in the forest and they were like we have ships these people were like we have tents and a fire and you're up there in a cave okay right <laughs> what do we have in common we both <laughs> like to hunt let's go hunt <laughs> show me how you hunt girl <laughs> anyway that was kind of my fun little thing um yeah, I think I think that's about what I have, and, and we're about halfway through. So. Yeah, all right. Well, then I suppose I'll take over. So my next few um, episodes for me, I had asked my coworkers in the group chat today what they thought were good suggestions, so I'm going to be pulling from their suggestions for a little while. I love it when people help me with my homework i actually have to go on to twitter and go through my bookmarks because i've bookmarked things that i'm like i need to cover that later yeah i have an ongoing list now and so i'm gonna keep it going so let's see i think sheila is the one who suggested this one hi sheila hi sheila um she suggested to talk about Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh my And you know God. what? I'm emotional today. <laughs> I would love to talk about Puff the Magic Dragon. That sounds I, perfect. I was so emotional the past couple of days. <laughs> well, you know what else is fun about Puff the Magic Dragon is I remember distinctly uh, during college, you and I um driving in your car and there was a peter paul and mary cd and we just let it play and puff the magic dragon came around and i remember us talking about it and it was one of like the highlights of our new friendship where i was like this is someone who's gonna be a friend for a long time yeah no i remember <laughs> that and i also i still love peter paul and mary i love them so much they do make me quite weepy at this stage in life though so i can't listen to them as often as I did before, but that's because they have a lot of like coming of age songs and in that folksy way that really tugs at your heart. And a lot of songs that like the older you get, um, it's either looking back at youth. I'm going to say fondly. That's not the word. Yearningly, like looking back yearningly at youth or from like a parent's perspective, watching your child grow up and how that's going. Right. And, even though we're not parents, we have little ones we care about. We've been camp counselors. We have little siblings and, right. and uh, babies of friends and stuff. And we, we watch them grow and change. And 
and so we get to feel some of those feelings too oh absolutely and even some of them when i was a kid i couldn't listen to the why are you crying my son smiling oh i son. listened to that one on repeat whenever someone dies I could never, <laughs> I couldn't listen to it. I would suffer through it. And then when CDs came along and you could just skip the track, <laughs> I was like, yes, I never have to listen to this song again. Oh, no, I love that song so much. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, but yeah, I don't know exactly what direction I'm going in with this Puff the Magic Dragon. So here we are. <laughs> I just, did you have the... um? The little video, the little uh, cartoon short growing up. Yes. And oh my God, is it fantastic. When he won't talk. I know. Honestly, there's nothing about it that doesn't make me weepy. Like, honestly. Um, And like. I mean, what's nice about that one is he goes, he goes off into his cave, but then, um. I want to say Peter Parker, and that's not correct. Uh, that's Spider Man. Jackie Paper. Jackie Paper. Um, and little, I get it though. Yeah, little little Jackie Paper comes up, and he's like, "Puff, puff, I have an idea. I have an idea." And so they still give it like a happy ending, um, which because it really doesn't have a happy ending in the song, but you do in the short and in I think the children's book that I have of it or had of mm-hmm. it. There's a a nice tack on at the end where like he comes back with his own kids and yet they get to play with puff yeah um that's what's kind of nice about like that's why i like the marvelous toy yeah because then it's like uh now i have my own little boy and then we pass on and we and we wonder at it together um and i don't see why puff wouldn't be in the same realm as that marvelous toy right and i feel like Puff the Magic Dragon and then the Marvelous Toy are kinder versions of the Giving Tree. Yeah. They're they're much more delicate on the senses than the Giving Tree is where that kid really is just a little <laughs> shit. That kid is so bad and that tree gives up so much. I think that was one of the I feel I think that was one of the stories that um my grandma Judy gave us. And I think my mom didn't really care for it and I didn't realize until I got older like I still like I still got the whole idea even as a kid because it's so hammered home like I definitely got the idea even as a kid but it was and and I felt bad for the tree but then it was still sort of like okay but this is the lesson I'm supposed to learn right and then but I think moms have a harder time with it because it it really is just an allegory for motherhood when you're the adult reading it when you're the kid reading it you're supposed to learn to be nicer to your mom basically right but what the mom is getting is oh this is literally my everyday life I need to go away now and have some wine like (laughs) (laughs) I was I was gonna say the song puff the magic dragon feels like why our parents generation drink and why we have comic-con yeah (laughs) one generation was like this is this is sad this is so sad i'm gonna have some wine i'm gonna talk to my fellow grown-ups and we're like we're not growing up we refuse because puff will never have to be sad this way free puff (laughs) (laughs) oh but i do i do love it so much it is it's just so sad that <laughs> Puff doesn't get to keep Jackie Paper. Well, and also that Jackie Paper just stops showing up, mm-hmm. too. I think that's the part that always was just like, well, why? 
you can go see him after work. I don't know. I still hang out with my dogs after the school day. I don't understand why you're being such a meanie. Like, Christopher Robin figured it out. Like he got it together. Okay. They needed to have a chat. They really yep. needed to have a chat. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let me see. I hadn't realized. So when I was looking it up earlier, I hadn't realized about the origin. Ooh. Um, so I've not heard this. I'm excited. The, Leonard Lipton wrote a poem called Puff the Magic Dragon mm-hmm. in 1959. Okay. And then um, Paul Yarrow, who's from Peter, Paul, and Mary. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Paul. Um, so <laughs> The Paul? <laughs> the one and only Paul. Um, but so he found the poem and then wrote a song with lyrics based off of it. Okay. And then unlike like their bow constrictor song. Yeah. And so which is by Shel Silverstein. Yes. Who wrote the giving tree. Yes. It all comes full circle <laughs> over and over again and never stops. Um, but so I hadn't realized that Yaro was good enough that after he got the song and it became mm-hmm. popular he hunted down Lipton to make sure that he could get half the credit for the song oh. which so many artists just take and never do anything about it but he was kind enough to actually make sure that he got the yeah. money that he was due which I thought was really really nice um and then additionally so anyone who ever grew up <laughs> ever uh, like Period. you just you aged <laughs> this happened where some kid in school every year would always be like puff the magic dragon is about drugs oh my god i didn't have that Ev- oh my god okay well sam but buckle only, up <laughs> here's, here's the thing so i was only in elementary in in like public school to third grade i was perfectly socialized don't worry about it <laughs> Um, but I was only in public school up until third grade and I was the kid who listened to the Puff the Magic Dragon, listened to those songs and all the other kids were already into the pop culture, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. everything else. So I was kind of the out outlier even then for mm-hmm. knowing those songs. Mm-hmm. But so... Basically, and this was, and I, I hadn't realized this. I thought it was just a theory that shitty kids came up with, mm-hmm. but it actually is based in something. They didn't realize they were tapping into this whole thing. Okay, that happened where, um, after the initial success, um, as early as 1964, an article in Newsweek mm-hmm. created speculation that the song was about marijuana, and that. So some guy in the 50s makes a poem and it's fine, but some flower child puts it to music and it's automatically about marijuana. Yep, exactly. All right, we see you. So Jackie Paper is supposed to be rolling papers. This is also so stupid. I'm... I'm already starting to see where it's going, though. It's all... It just... It falls apart the second you think about it, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so we've got that part where it's about rolling papers and then by the C we're, we're supposed to be interpreted as by the letter C meaning cocaine. No, he lives by the sea. Oh he lives God. by the sea. He is a dragon and he likes the ocean. Give it a rest. The, the paper and the puff I can grant you, but no, now, now we're, we're going too far. Taking it way too far. So Occam's then, razor. Right. <laughs> So then we have. And it wasn't used to cut cocaine. <laughs> um, so then we have Hana Lee stood for hashish. 
Nope. Hashish is hashish. And dragon was interpreted as dragon, as in inhaling the smoke from your joint. What? That uh, puff the magin, magic dragon. It uh, dragon the. Puff. You're already puffing. Why do you need to drag? I no, don't. No, no, no. I don't. I don't understand it. If and they had just, if they had left it at oh to puff and Jackie paper like rolling paper. If if they just left it at the two things, then I could have bought some sort of nuance. But to take every single so so, how does the word the right uh, come back to marijuana? <laughs> like I honestly don't. I I don't know how any of this makes. I do. I get the puff part. I do get it, and I kind of see where I was going. But they laid it on way too thick, so their whole argument have, just lost it. Because you also have the entire rest of the song it's not like um it's not like ring around the rosy where we only have the chorus and maybe there were some other parts to it or something like right that. like it's it's not a song where we've cut it down to only a small verse but there are a bunch more like the national anthem right L- like it's it's a song it's got what three verses and a chorus and the verses are very clear about it's about there's a kid a, growing up there's a beginning the kid starts to grow up they have a lot of fun and then jackie paper grows up and probably dies like that's it right that's all and the both of the songwriters so um so wait if puff slips into his cave what's that supposed to mean yeah where's the sex part guys (laughs) i just want i want to know i have questions because i was just about to say he just slips off into his cave wait a minute (laughs) if you're gonna scandalize it go balls deep everyone (laughs) that's all we're saying (laughs) That's the hot take from the fairy tale menagerie this week. Also, hi, Dad. <laughs> go harder, go home. Not specifically you, Jess's dad. Oh God, <laughs> that can get cut. Everything fell out. Um, okay. <laughs> None of this is getting cut out. <laughs> oh. Oh my lord. Okay. Oh my. So. See, this is why it's redi- this is why no. No, no, no. It's not about drugs, guys. No, it's just it's not. And so both songwriters vehemently denied it um over and over for years and then is there anything about the original poem? Right? Like cuz that's where the lyrics came from is this other poem. Right. So is there anything from him about Yeah, well, he's the other songwriter when oh, I'm okay. saying when I'm gotcha. referencing that. So Lipton and um Peter Yarrow denied it all the time Yarrow frequently explains over and over again that the song is just about the hardships of growing older and losing friends and losing touch and all of that that's it it's really enough it is it's more than enough right and so and I actually I apologize I keep saying that it's Paul Peter is the one who wrote this song it's (laughs) Peter Yarrow I apologize I'm not fixing any of it um (laughs) But so in 1973, Peter, Paul and Mary um, went to the Sydney Opera House and they set up a fictitious trial scene. And so he one of them played the prosecutor and then one of them played Puff and then one was Jackie. And they did a whole trial about how it wasn't really about drugs and vehemently denying it. And I just think That's, that's amazing. That is amazing. And if anybody finds that clip, please send it to me I because want I want to watch it, it so bad. I want to see it. See, that that's like the fun of... um. 
slight leap, but I promise it's related. That reminds me of when um, when Netflix started and we could get all these DVDs of all this different stuff. And my mom and dad got a lot of stuff that they grew up with. So we got some like Carol Burnett. We got some Flip Wilson show. We got some Hee Haw. Um, and another one that we got a lot of was the Muppet show. Mm-hmm. And so you're getting like the, the 60s, 70s um, for when my parents were kids. And they have all of these celebrities come on and be a guest star. So there was like Rita Moreno. I'm pretty sure there was one with Peter, Paul and Mary too. Oh yeah. Um, there is the, um, uh, I think it's a Swedish group and you never actually see them. They do all these fun, like acrobatic puppetry arts, like just super artsy stuff. Uh, mum and Sean's. Okay. Mom and Sean's. Um, they're one of my favorites. They, <laughs> I think they were out here and I couldn't go. See, or maybe they were at UConn. They were somewhere where it was like I should have been able to go. But time and money didn't cooperate one mm-hmm. of these days. Um, but I love stuff like that. And I feel like we don't see it as much anymore. Or it's it's just. There's a lot more cartoon yeah. in general now. And so you do get those people in it because like Steven Universe has all sorts of celebrities oh, yeah. popping in all the time um, and they would do something fun like that too where it's oh, like totally. all right here we go here's the acknowledgement of the thing people are saying in this way oh absolutely um, yeah I think it is a little more in in the in mm-hmm. the cartoons and and some of the TV shows which is fair with with the streaming uh, culture and everything we have going on. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's just really neat if that clip can surface, and I like. I like. I just feel like they like must have been era. so much fun. Yeah, that like, era where they're just like, all right, now we're gonna do this thing over here. And I'm not saying that they didn't smoke weed because they probably did, but no, that song wasn't about it. It was a, it was a nice nostalgic t- song for adults and a good song for children at the same time, which most of their music really transcends all ages perfectly that's why it's such good family music oh absolutely that you play when when the kids are growing up when they're not ready to be introduced to like the heavier stuff right (laughs) and no and that those were that was our road trip cd we had that Mm -hmm. a sounds of the 70s cd and gordon lightfoot oh and then a whole box set of john denver that's what we listened to when we took road trips and because it's all it's just good it's happy some of it's really sad a lot of peter paul and mary makes me cry and i'm cool with that but it's probably why I haven't listened. I, I went on a Peter, Paul and Mary kick a while ago and it was a kick. It, but it was like I was like, Peter, Paul and Mary, this is what I need right now. Um, I think we actually listened to some of it when we went to Arizona. Yes, we definitely yeah, did. That's what it was. Because I have to listen to it on a road trip. I have yeah. to. There's no other choice. The um, the other one I really like is their um, the one with the birds. What song is that? What's the name? Um, Leatherwing bat. Okay. I said the little leatherwing bat. I'll tell to you the reason that the reason that I fly by night um, is because I lost my heart's delight, and and I love that one because uh, just the folk music in general with Puff the Magic Dragon and with Peter Paul and Mary, it's really cool the way they weave in the folk tales and keep them going. Yeah. In a way that like. Even now, the kids are still listening to Peter, Paul, and Mary, and it's kind of keeping that that part of the tradition. And well, and, and they're the very good at going. storytelling in a song, and mm-hmm. like you get a full beginning, middle, and end with almost all of their songs. It is a full story in just a few minutes, and not a lot. Like there's a lot of 
songs with lyrics that have story elements now, but I don't get the same full view of something from a lot of songs. Right. The other one is um, my mom always wanted to do this for like a church family fun night too. We never really got it together. But the one where it's like a canon and um, um, with the sigh of a lovely lady. Uh, it, it like builds on each other, but you get the the story of a man who's like in love with a maid, but she laughs aloud, and she's in love with someone else, and then the nobleman turns his nose up to her, and she goes back with a downcast eye for the love of a something man, Mopim Mum, whose soul was sad and his glance was glum, who sipped. No I can't sip, remember that one. No it's a really good. We'll have to listen to that one. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember course. that one at all. But it does a similar thing, and the way the music goes, it's almost like a waterfall of choruses. Oh, that's so fun! But they change just enough so that you get this whole like love triangle story, and about this guy who who he can't eat, and he just weeps because he's in love with this lady who's in love with this other guy who turns up his nose, and then she comes back, and you just get such a picture of her with a downcast eye. Like, okay, I. I messed up, and you are actually cool. <laughs> and, and he's like, he too late. No more. No. <laughs> no, he weeps no more. Um, well, that I'm glad that one has a happy ending. Yeah. There are a few of them in there. Yeah, like one. <laughs> are there other ones with happy endings? I don't know. I really don't I'm think not sure. so. <laughs> I, I think there's one about a little boy and an old lady on Christmas that share like a, yes. a humble meal or something like that. But it sounds really sad. Yeah. Even though it's the lyrics are actually very hopeful at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, because it does start off pretty sad, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just really like them. They're good storytellers. I wish they had more stories to tell. Yeah. Well, that'll be the next... Next line of folk singers to come up and break into the mainstream. Well, Jason Isbell is really good at, yeah. at story. And he's not technically folk. I think he considers himself Southern rock mm-hmm. and Americana. But he does also one of the few mm-hmm. songwriters right now that has a full story in each of his songs. Like, yep. yeah. Well, I like um, Related. The Amanda Shire's Tiger Claw. Yeah, one, that two. one's a full story, too. Yep. Anybody who hasn't listened to it, they should absolutely listen to that song. Uh, especially if you're feeling down and and uh, super vulnerable because it'll make you bulletproof. Yes. And also make you laugh a lot because yes. it's very absurd and silly and it's awesome. Oh, it's they're both great. so great. Good storytellers. They're, they're, I don't know, the couple version of Peter, Paul, and Mary, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. should follow us places. But not like in person in a stalker kind of way. No, but on the socials at Fairytale Menagerie on Instagram, Fairytale Menagerie at Gmail. Yes. Um, we're on Facebook and we're Fairytale Menage One on Twitter. Yep. And then um, I know we already plugged Patreon, but definitely check that out too. Also rate, Christmas review, face. and subscribe. And then you can find me at McJess Sandwich and on the Sympathetic Monsters podcast for the That's Good Pod Network. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.